And be smart. Just do your research where you can get your where you can get cheaper stuff. There's always a cheaper option. But if you're not willing to go cheap, then bahala ka sa buhay mo. Yaman mo eh. Why <laughs> 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 may gagastusin ka eh? May yan Hello and welcome to the Long Way Home podcast. I'm Leo Marischkale. And I'm Hannah Perez. And in this podcast, we talk about the everyday encounters that inspire and shape our lives. Whether it's life abroad, travel, passion, or purpose, join us as we try to figure it out along the way. Okay, so for our first, first ever, 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 ever episode. Yes! Super excited. By the way, this is our 500 take attempt for on the our first... first Five minutes of this <laughs> podcast. Um, anyway, for two people who are very good at winging stuff, I think we should go scriptless from now on. Because um, we're going to talk about something very close to our hearts. It's traveling solo. Yay! I think traveling solo for us is something that we keep on talking then and again every single time, even when we're super drunk or super sober. But yeah. I think we've we've gained so many insights from traveling solo. Yeah, exactly. And in our nine to five lives, I think it's something we always look forward to doing and it's sort of an escape for the both mm-hmm. of us. So let's start, I guess. So Hannah, what was your first solo travel? Where did you go? So it was Shargao. It was May 2018. It was before I left for Dubai and I was there for a week. Oh, Sharga, I have so many good memories. It was very chilled. I did not do the common touristy stuff on the bucket list. I made a list before going there, but then I, I only ended up... You didn't end up doing any of um, them? Just couple, surfing, learning oh, how yeah, to surf. Yeah. I think I learned how to surf. I caught some mm-hmm. waves. And I met a lot of new people. But for you, what was like the best part of the trip? Best part has to be the semi-barrel accident. Semi-barrel. Accidental semi-barrel. Okay, for our listeners, can you explain what a semi-barrel is? It's not a full barrel. You know, in surfing, when you... When nasa loob ka na nung wave. Yeah. But then it's not. It's like half. When you ride a wave, yeah, yeah. Mga shoulder. I'm gonna call it semi-barrel because it's high for me, for a beginner. So, yun. And then I only did it once. And then after that, I hardly caught any waves after. Yeah. But it must have been exhilarating, though. I mean, most of the trip was me talking to other people, meeting people. Yeah. And you know that. And I have so many stories about it. I have all the explicit stories. <laughs> yeah, but I think Shargao, it, it's it's not a trip that I shared with mm. a lot of people. I mean, I, even for the photos, yeah. I did not yeah. take any. The whole trip, I only had one photo of myself. A couple selfies. but Yeah, it's something that you just keep in your memories. And it's like a story that you keep on telling again yeah. and again. It's... It'll last you until when when you're 50 and it's still a good yeah. story to yeah, go yeah. back to. How about you? Where was your first trip solo? Ah, my first solo travel was in Singapore. I was with my friend for a four, the first four days. And then afterwards, she had to leave earlier. So I was there for two days on my own. So... I I I was already I al- we already went through the touristy stuff 
So I had two days on my own at my own pace. So I decided to look at art streets, um, look at all the art. And then I went wakeboarding on a like different country by myself. So it was scary and it was exciting at the first time, during the first time because I I used to love wakeboarding back in the Philippines, but then I couldn't go back in the Philippines for quite a while. So for me, uh, wakeboarding in Singapore, I it felt like starting over again. Can't you wait? Um, can't you wakeboard here? I can wakeboard in Dubai, but it's quite expensive. Mm-hmm. So I don't oh, yeah. recommend it. So I I wouldn't dare try it because. I I know how much more I can wakeboard in the Philippines with that amount of money. For the same amount. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was good experience. Um, and I wakeboard with uh, a lot of Singaporeans, and they were pretty nice about it. Like a lot of them were actually most of them were like children. Well, not ch- children, but teenagers younger than me. But they were so much better than me at it. So it was fun to see other people wakeboarding too. Okay, this is one very Pinoy question. How did you break it to your parents that, oh, I'm going to spend a couple of days in Singapore alone? Ah, but for me, knowing my parents, they're very the chill, they're the chill type of parents. They're also very adventurous. But knowing that Singapore is a safe country, so that like eased their minds that they did that they, they wouldn't worry about me. So that was fine. But I think if it's somewhere else, say South Africa, like oh, wow. I don't so think they would South Africa. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, don't I, I don't know. Just like that's how they would think. So, but what about you? How how did your parents take it that you're traveling solo to Chagao? So I I, I just went through a really really shitty breakup then and then my mom was all for it like go because oh. she she knew i was moving to dubai yeah yeah she went todo na to. <laughs> todo na the censored parent so my mom knew i was moving to dubai and i i told her okay i'm gonna go all out for a month Ah, it was two months of going all out, so I traveled mostly then. And then, but then, um, when I said I want to go to Shargao, but I don't have friends to come with me, she said, "Oh, so you're gonna do it solo?" So yeah, should be fun. Mm. Mm. But 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 before this, were you already thinking of traveling no. solo, or no. was this like an impromptu no. Even, decision to go just um, go? Traveling was like something. It wasn't in in my priorities before. Yeah. Traveling. It was more of mm-hmm. um I don't know, earning money, saving yeah. so much money that yeah, I Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very even, mature. No, it's not mature. Mm-hmm. I think it's just selfish. Now now that I think yeah. about it, I think it's just mm, okay. it's just me being selfish to myself. So I didn't even research about Shargao then. But then I just said to my mom, Okay, I'm gonna go to Shargao. For me, uh, what influenced me to travel solo? Like before, I I didn't really think about it, but now that I uh, that that I'm I want to do it regularly, it's because I see a lot of travelers doing the same thing. I, I there's a lot of influence around me, so that's what made me want to do it in Singapore. But for you, it was just on a whim. No. No, no, I have no yeah. traveler friends. I have never traveled before. I mean, I have I have 
um, college friends who loves going to Zambales yeah. yeah. or Subic on the weekends. Or but you wouldn't no, join them? No, no, no. no. I didn't know no, this no, about no. you. Like, I, I, I would have thought that, like, nah. from the get-go, you were already into nah, travel. Nah, nah. I, I, so my allowance mostly went to either dates or clothes <laughs> and food. Yeah. I, I don't know how, how I used up so much money every month mm-hmm. for that. But thinking about it now, I could have saved up so much for an annual, you know, major trip somewhere. Major travel, yes. Um, but now, of course, I have to rectify my uh, spending uh, habits. So I'm saving up for yeah. travel now. It's in my priority. Yeah, I think when we start when we started working, that's also yeah. one of the ways we sort of reward ourselves because we're always, especially being abroad, we're always yeah. working our asses off and like. We're we're always just in one place because it's not Dubai is not like the Philippines that you can just go and drive through to Batangas or Tagaytay or just yeah in the Philippines if you drive for three hours you're already in like in a, a whole new, new island yeah. right yeah 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 but here if you drive for thirty minutes you're in financial center <laughs> <laughs> I think that's also why it's interesting for our friends back in the Philippines how how they see us always like sort of. I'm putting air quotes right now. How we're so, sort of always traveling. But it's just that there's nothing to go... Well, at least for us, for Hannah and I, there's nothing much to go around in Dubai. That's why we travel to like the nearest and the cheapest flight. Yeah. That's yeah. why we go to Nepal, for ding, example. Ding, ding, ding. Nepal, I love it. I love, I love it. Nepal. Um, so it was um, a week's yeah, worth them. of holiday mm-hmm. for us, right? Yeah. So what happened was... You told me you were gonna go to Nepal. Yeah, so I didn't co- have any plans then. Yeah, so yeah. a colleague, like on a whim, also invited me to go to Nepal with her, like because there was a long holiday back in here in Dubai, and then I told Hannah about it. You told me about Nepal, and then I, I had nothing to do then, like zero. My parents were still here, so at the back of my mind, I always thought that we we'll, we'll do something. But then I asked them. I said, "Okay, Marish is going mm-hmm. to Nepal. Are we doing something over the holidays?" Oh, did you ask them that? I thought that it was like a made-up decision. Okay, I you just told you, I thought you just told your parents. Okay, I'm going I, to I, Nepal. I, this is it. I actually <laughs> said it in a way like, "Okay, Marish is going to Nepal. If we're not doing anything over the holidays, I'm gonna go there as well." Because I checked the flights and it costs me um. Um, it's very cheap. So she said, "Okay, go." And she didn't. She didn't even say, "Oh hey, go." Yeah. She's yeah. like, "Oh yeah, oh, hey." Yeah. She was very so, yeah, supportive yeah, super in a way. <laughs> I didn't expect that from her. But then my dad was like, oh, "Are you sure? Are you sure she's coming? Are yeah. you sure you're not going solo?" Ah, but, that's what. Because I started saying that, "Oh, okay, Marish isn't going to be with me all the time." I had to say it. Mm. Um. Okay, of course. Mm-hmm. You had to tell them the truth. So I booked the flight. I actually didn't. I actually didn't get. Um, I asked my... I, ah, you had to take My it. office <laughs> mate. Oh my God. So I asked, I whispered, like very secretly to my office mate. Okay, I'm going to Nepal. I... Because it's our closing week. We're closing the magazine yeah, yeah. that week. Like the I mean, yeah, the week so after that holiday. So it's going to be quite hectic. Yeah. So we have 
we we had two weekdays before the holidays and i wanted to take one of those yeah so i asked my office mate i asked my colleague hey i think i'm going to nepal and do you think i could take monday off and then just go back to dubai friday afternoon and then i'll come in on saturday to work on the magazine and she said ah you're going to uh, nepal i'm going to nepal as well yeah. what are the chances it's like the universe telling you yeah, you need to yeah, go yeah. to nepal because i still haven't <laughs> made up my mind then but then when i heard she's also mm-hmm. going to nepal like, am i the only going one to not going to nepal also i see the nepal and I just booked it it was the, the the fare was a bit higher than hers actually much higher than hers but then i don't know but then the the actually the the costs in nepal are actually super cheap as in yeah. you can get like a good meal for like 200 pesos it's like a good huge meal for 200 pesos that's why so we were there for five days well 300 200 pesos wait I can't, I can't convert from Nepal rupee to dirhams to... It was 15, 15 dirhams. Okay. 15 to 20 dirhams. <laughs> anyway. So we were there for four days. I was five, there Monday, Tuesday, four to five Wednesday, days. Thursday and then Friday I flew home. So I was there for four full days. How about you? You you were there for long. I mean longer. We were there for four... four I was there for five days. So okay. we... Four, five full days? Or five, five full days. Okay. Fun. We went there to hike. Oh God, the scene, the scenery mm-hmm. is so beautiful because we're always stuck here in Dubai with buildings and the sand yeah. and everything. Even the else rain and everything was modern. Like a whole new yeah, dimension. So thing. everything was like coming home for uh, like coming home for the both of us because it was it was like tropical. The weather was a bit rainy, so it was beautiful and it was a beautiful hike to the mountains. Yeah, you're the only one who hiked so much. I mean, what? I o- Sorry. You're you're the only one who hiked a lot. <laughs> I mean, I only I only hiked for solo travelers. For when people say hours. it's an easy hike, it is not an easy <laughs> basic hike. <laughs> but I think it's a good it's um, a good experience good hike, in like, the end of the, at the end of the day. Yeah. I love that I didn't hike because I know I know I'm gonna fail at hiking because when I did that six hour. I I th- I always thought I was fit enough to hike because I run, like four, yeah, runs. Regularly it's running, runs. but then it's very different from strength and endurance and from hiking all. and and you, ca- you have to carry your own stuff and it's yeah, a yeah. lot of stamina. Um, yeah. Oh, did you carry your, your own stuff? Like lots of stuff with you? Well, the first day we carried like seven kilos worth of stuff, so that was very difficult for me. But also, so the first three hours were fine. But then the next three hours were like, I just need to push through. So for me, and they, and then they say, uh, so I was with my friend Stefania. Um, um, they say that hiking is sort of almost a meditation. It so is, you have to train is. your yeah. mind to think that it's, you have to train your mind to think that it's fine. Like, it's you're just it's just your mind that's 
giving you all the trouble so like you can actually do it it's not that difficult yeah. so you just have to think like it's all i can do this i can do this yeah 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 um because i met one of um one guy who who is like in the the frusky frusky oh hiker. no you, you need to tell group. them oh, what yeah. the types of i anyway i'll, t- I'll tell you about it later take the flow so he basically told me that um so he he did he just came from Everest base camp hike. Wow. And then and it was two weeks long, right? The, two weeks long, yeah. yeah. He he's the he's the kind of hiker that I mean he he's had ten years of hiking experience yeah. with him. Yeah. He's like proper hiking, long, long distance trekking guy. But then he even on um, Everest base camp he said, Okay, he woke up went out of the tent and then he felt as if the cafeteria which is only about 30 meters away it felt like a kilometer away for oh him oh god so yeah. he had to it actually took him about i don't know 15 minutes yeah to to walk yeah hiking is yeah. not that so it's all simple as simple as it seems yeah and altitude is not not like doesn't help at all no, oh, but the uh, so I was talking. We were talking mm. about the hike, but like at the ending of the hike, the view was so worth it. It's worth going. It's worth doing the experience. You guys should go and experience it sometime. But we want to go back, Hannah and I want to go back to Pokhara or the Everest base camp. But we have to properly train this time. Yeah, I think we have to train with weights. Yeah, you know. As in uphill, sa um, treadmill with the weights on our shoulders, um, should happen. But I don't think I'm gonna go back soon. Yeah, we need to. I think save up go. money and train. I think I'm gonna go some place else. I think I'm gonna exhaust all the places I could go to around Dubai. That, around that's Dubai, cheap. Yeah, yeah. Like Oman. Like, Oman. <laughs> We <laughs> where do did that. our hiking where it, what else is near Dubai Fujairah Snoopy Island yeah that I wanna camp there I wanna camp Fujairah. too yeah so we have that we have Georgia Fairly Georgia yeah, yeah. times Azerbaijan Azerbaijan I hear lots of good things about Azerbaijan visa free visa free for Dubai visa holders okay so when you were traveling in Nepal did you sort of because one of the um the uh the stereotype when w- one of the things people think when they think solo travels that you're you feel lonely you're like you're alone is that was that the case for you did you feel alone when you solo travel ooh i i'm going to say this for nepal but um i did feel kind of lonely in nepal you did feel i kind. did feel but it was just in the beginning when i landed in nepal with no one like i don't even have someone from my hostel picking me up greeting you so it felt kind of lonely and overwhelming then but once i got into the hostel the first couple of minutes were fine i were sad um, but i don't know what happened right after oh i think what happened was i had people just start picking you up i I actually met this lady in the airport and then i said okay she doesn't she she didn't have her phone then but then i risked it and said okay let's just meet here at this time 
Oh, nice. Yeah. So then we didn't meet and then we had lunch. So you met at the airport. Yeah. And, and then, then we went our separate ways because we're staying yeah. in different hostels. And then asked to meet up in lunch. a specific yeah. place. So I did that. And then I spent most of the afternoon with her. And then in the evening. Oh, I, I, oh yeah. I think I spent it with some people in the hostel. It's I think that's the beauty with solo travels that you can be alone. That's that's, that's fine. fine. That's and fine. No up to you. That's yeah. up to you. But then you also get to meet a lot of new people and you get to hear stories about their travels, where they come yeah. from. So this is, I think, one of the most fulfilling ways to travel. It's like you get to hear stories. That's why Hannah and I love doing it, because we always come back with a so much, so much stories. stories. So it's, much. It's insane. For for someone introverted like me, I think I am worse well, um, of an introvert. No, but I think you're I'm better at talking to people, mm. approaching people. Uh, hi, hello. hi. No, that's more of Hannah. So okay. there was a th- there was a time when, of course, I landed in Nepal and didn't know how to. Um, oh, I think my experience in Shargao helped me a bit because ah, in yeah, Shargao. Yeah during my second and third day, it was like a default script for me to say, hi, I'm Hannah. How are you? Where are you staying? How long are you going to mm, be here? Yeah, yeah. Blah, blah. There's like this set of questions that you ask when you meet someone. Yeah. yeah. So in Nepal, I developed that, that set again. Not the same, It's but it's still like, hi, I'm Hannah. Where are you staying? How long are you going to be here? Oh, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Dubai. And half the people I met are from Dubai. My whole dorm room was filled with people from Dubai. <laughs> See, everyone was escaping <laughs> Dubai <laughs> and going to another cheap country. <laughs> so we can afford to have to, to to enjoy the holiday. That helped me knowing that um, it's not really a weird mm-hmm. thing to ask the same questions again and again when you meet people. So, yeah, yeah. Um, during my first day, of course, I was very anxious to meet people. Second day, but then, you know, when we met in Nagarkot, we us we okay. we as in we remember when um um I had to go home. I went to your hotel, yeah, which was fifteen minutes away. Yes. So I went there, and then it rained, and then I and wasn't then, there yet because we were still hiking. Oh yeah, I did. I did my hike then. Blah, blah, yeah. Blah. I met people, but then it rained. And then I had to wait for the sky to clear up. But then I had when once that happened, I had to go back right away because it's gonna get dark yeah. and there were no lights mm-hmm. on the um, path home. So I said to you, because you asked me, "Oh, where are you gonna go Do tomorrow?" Do you want to stay? Yeah. And then I said, uh, "No, I think I'm just gonna go see if there's anyone back at the hostel who would go back to back to Kathmandu." To go to the same route and you would be going. I yeah. did meet people. Like I went in, I went back to the hostel with the, the mission of, um, looking for people to go back to Kathmandu with, and then I yeah. met this group, who I stayed with for the rest of the, Nepal trip. They were so fun, like mm-hmm. super. Cool. So can you tell them a brief? There's a couple. Are they regular travelers? They've been traveling for about a year now. More than, I think. It's sad because I only met them during the later half. Actually, like, the last quarter of my trip. And yeah. I didn't get to spend as much time as I would want with them. 
But then it was good. It was good. They um, given that they're seasoned travelers, they give me lots of tips, and then I get to try Advice. out so many things in back in Tamil that I I wouldn't have tried on my own or with the, yeah. like a complete yeah. stranger. So. I got so much insights from them. They shared a lot of travel podcasts with me. They, they, I mean, it was nonstop talking about traveling everywhere. And I kept on asking questions. That's the thing about travel is that you meet so many great people. But sometimes it's sad because you guys have to separate at some point and go to your next destination. But yeah, it's good to just hear their stories and it sort of lives with you. So that's... A nice way of traveling. Yeah, and sometimes I wish that I, I sometimes I wish that I could be on the same level as them someday. We are. We're yeah, getting I'm there. Gonna, at I'm our, gonna at have their own so pace, much yeah. stories. I'm gonna have so much stories to share. I'm so excited. And I'm gonna be so good at telling those stories, like how, like how good they were. And I think, and it's also a good tip for people who want to do solo travels that. When you're traveling, you just have to open your mind. But also, of course, be cautious. Like, be smart about it. But um, what I want to say is that um, you have to leave your prejudice, prejudice behind. And, like, don't judge people for how they look, how they... Because maybe where they come from is completely different from where you come from. Maybe she's, like, Harvey Specter of Dubai. Yeah. And you didn't know... Because he's dressed yeah. up with like a, sh- a, sh- a white shirt with holes <laughs> in Nepal. <laughs> I so, don't know. Main main takeaway from that is like never judge people. Just don't, and don't be afraid. I don't don't think that you're being judged. It's like travelers versus country. It's like that. It's that feeling. It's not exactly like you meet a Filipino in Dubai and hey kabayan. It's not like that. It's you can meet, say, a Danish woman and then f- still feel like you're from the same place because you're both aliens in that country. Yeah. Cause, and also, within travelers, there's also a mutual trust among all of you because you're all in a different country. So you have to have that trust within each other that... Let's round up some pros and cons or top three pros and cons for solo travel and I'm gonna start with my number three pro no I think we need to start with con con okay fine so my number three is cost there's no one to um I mean not all the time I just put it in my number three because um, it's not all the time that you don't have someone to share the cost with costs with, but in the beginning, say your cab if you wanna go somewhere, it's it get it gets kind of expensive, and and if you don't make that effort to meet, to meet people, people, yeah, you're gonna end up paying paying a lot full, of money, yeah. yeah, the full thing. So what's on your number three? I think my number three is your number one. Might be your number one. It's. It can get a little bit lonely, but for me, growing up, I'm used. I'm a solo child, so like growing up, I'm used to being on my own. So it it's not like the saddest 
the 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 most con part of solo travel for me but sometimes yes uh solo travel can get a bit of a bit lonely and you can get a bit homesick because you're completely alone in a different country you don't know anyone so yes it can get a bit lonely that's my number three i think being lonely it's it's different when we're like fast traveling or versus slow traveling like say if you're in nepal like we did for five days if you're gonna get lonely you're gonna get lonely in like two hours yeah that exactly long. it's not, it's not like be, the whole day you're lonely but if like you're staying in india for three weeks for a or a month, month some people yeah. i know they they spend three months there it's gonna get like really lonely there will be full days where you just don't feel like doing anything because you're lonely but i haven't got to that point yet and with with like uh, a week of travel you're always excited and there's always that adrenaline rush so you don't feel that lonely a lot so that's why this is this isn't like the highest con for me so what's your number two lonely yeah that's my number two lonely so i'm gonna go to my number one which is yeah. safety yeah that's also safety. my number one because i i'm i'm a really anxious person to overthink 500 steps ahead which is smart but d- just don't go overboard overboard with the anxiety but i know it's hard to tell and it's hard to control your anxiety but you just have to be smart about where you travel what do you, what you do you just have to do your research beforehand read about um what people what to expect how yeah. pe- how the people are like in mm. another country and where you're traveling so just just don't do obviously dangerous things when you're out there like obviously if you're a woman or if you're alone if you're by yourself woman or guy just don't be don't walk by yourself in the middle of the night where there's no one around yeah just don't do that yeah it's just better to take precautions yeah and this is one thing that happened to me and then i swore that i'll never do again get wasted oh i was gonna say that next yes <laughs> I swear, it got really bad in Shargao for me. I swear, I'm never gonna do it again. Every single time there's alcohol in front of me, I just say, Shargao, it's not gonna happen again. So I, I only drink what I can mm-hmm. with, you know. Just know your limits, limits yeah. if when you're drinking somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Like, be, be, be normal, be a normal adult True. and. Don't go. Don't say normal crazy. adult because well, okay, that's there are there normal adults with like <laughs> drinking drinking problems. as a normal activity. Um, but the thing is, in Nepal, the 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 drinking is cheap. Yeah, that's so why you cheap compared to Dubai. So you wanna like yeah? I just wanna drink I, as much as I the, can. The, one of <laughs> one of the um. Of course, my favorite would still be the beer from Manila. I mean, come of course. on, pale. I um, pale. But then Nepal ice was so good. It's like red horse on steroids. <laughs> 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 it's not even... My, my tolerance for beer is fairly high, if I must say. But a little bit halfway past 
bottle of Nepal ice. You just feel just tipsy feel already. It. But it's good fun. Even even the the seasoned drinkers that I met were already like, in there. Fun. And that's fun. already there. Oh, I have to tell a quick story. Mm-hmm. So I met this woman in our ho- hostel and she just came, she just arrived in Nepal during that day. And then I think she was super tired. So she went out drinking with people from the hostel as well. But she, she, she just went all out drinking. I think she was um, from, from London. And then she, th- they had a term about the the type of drinking they do in London. So she went all out, drank a lot, and then woke up in another place, in a hostel of some other guy. But they didn't do. They didn't end up doing anything. But it was, it was when she was telling me the story. She was quite afraid after that because. It's it's good that she she was in one piece, but she can't remember what happened the night before and how she, and she ended up in a in a in a different guy's room. So although the guy was nice enough to wake her up, but don't do that. Don't go crazy. Be and safe. X. Nope. Yeah, that's nope. how not the way of not tra- not to travel. Yeah, so yeah. you don't have to be wasted. You'd have to, to be have drunk fun. all the time to enjoy everything. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're hiking, it doesn't help. The hangover doesn't help. Of course. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Um, but but in surfing, it, it does. Like, surf you surf is the, the hangover cure. away. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else? What about... Okay, number th- Let's go to the pros. Yeah, okay. let's talk about the positive stuff. I, Yay! Number three is... I get to be present. It's cause because I'm I'm looking after myself. No one's there to look after me, and I'm I don't have to look after anyone else. It's kind of selfish, but I love that it's the good kind of selfish. Cause you you only take care of yourself there. You only think about yourself, if anything. And you have to be actually present with what's happening in your surroundings, or else. You get yeah, lost yeah, yeah. or you miss sort of the moment and you miss the stories that you yeah, can you're just you're, so you'll be able to tell of your surroundings when you're there. And um I'm not the type to to use my phone to avoid social situations. But I find that I'm doing it a lot in Dubai. But I, I was never that type of person. But so when so when I go out traveling I re- I'm rarely on my phone except to navigate. Even if I had mobile data, I'm not exactly talking to anyone but the people I meet. Yeah. And I think it's almost quite the same with my third pro, which is it's it's good to do solo travel because you're at your own pace, at your own time. You get to see more of the world because you're on your own, you're not rushing to get to the next destination because someone is waiting for you or someone needs to get to the next destination. So it's good. I love it. But I did, I did set some like, oh, Mary's just waiting for me. What? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna cut my sh- shopping time in Kathmandu, yeah, Tamil. Ah, because I was doing my pasalubong shopping, and then of course you're there, and I know that I'm not gonna catch you again until mm. uh, the next day. I think. 
I think it's different every situation. Yeah, so but with that with that happening, I just moved around my schedule. I said, okay, I'm gonna do my shopping before I leave, which is which is another pro because you get to shuffle. I mean, it you don't really have anyone to please with the schedule. Number two. Oh, it's meeting new people. It's like we're all over this. Meeting new people. Yeah. I love meeting new people somewhere else that's not in my home country, base country. It's like I, I told someone there that um meeting new people. So so this is after I told them the context that I'm a very anxious person and I don't really know how to approach people. Mm when i'm not traveling you know yeah. i can't i can't go into a bar and find someone to just talk. yeah I no, no no i can't it's just not happening it's for me it's too weird for me but then so i told him that and then they said i then and then i told him that it's just very different meeting people where you're staying where you're living than when you're traveling and then they all agreed to that um, it's just that I see it, it, here in Dubai, at least, or even in the Philippines, um, people just seem so intimidating for me. Like they just look very intimidating. So they're gonna eat me up. <laughs> like they're gonna say they. I just feel like they know so much of where I came from. That there's Which is some exactly stereotypes like when it's you feel already judged. Yeah. Without, and the thing is, I kind of judge them as well already, but when you're somewhere else. You don't know anything about. You don't even know exactly where that person came from, like the um, the guy I met. He looks, he looks ca- somewhere from the Scandinavia region, mm. but he's he's full on American. Number two. What's your number two? So my number two and number one is like at the same level for me. So for me, it's self growth because traveling you get to open your mind into different cultures the way you get to observe how people think and you also get to see literally see so much of the world and your perspective literally opens up and you see that there's a whole new world out there that you that you didn't get to see before you haven't heard before so and and then my number one or same level is you get to tell stories and you get to pick up stories, which is what I love because stories move people. It's it's how cultures change. It's how you tell stories to younger generations. You ha- it's how it's how history is. It's how it's how we're built in this world to be able to tell stories and share that and learn from each other. So that's why I find it. I find solo travel or travel in general beautiful. What about you? Oh, my number one is growing as a person's sense of independence. It's like I'm a whole new person when I'm somewhere else. Um, I kind of feel it when um when I get there, I just transform. There's a whole new skill set for me. But when I come back to Dubai, I just revert back to the old Hannah Paris, which I think. But but it's like the old Hannah Paris with new stories. Yeah, I think it's it kind just of a better version of you. Yeah, but you know i'm i'm back to overthinking mm. i'm back to being shy i'm back to like hiding in my house but that's what i feel when i'm out there and i just 
kind of discover a new side of me when I'm out there. Like, I didn't know that I could be this patient. Exactly. That's also what I love about solo travel is that you discover things about yourself mm. that you've never thought, ay, kaya ko pala yun. Like, it's insane. It's, it's amazing. There, there are times when I just say, especially in Nepal, because everything in Nepal is just so slow. It just takes time. And people are not never in a rush in Nepal, except the taxi drivers. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it kind of make me, like in Dubai, everything's just so convenient, so fast. Um, everything's just on the dot except the buses. So whenever whenever I lose my patience, I just say, okay, it's not like this in the Philippines. I've experienced worse. Yeah. Um. It's not like this in Nepal. It's not like this anywhere else. This is a first world country. It's a, but it's okay to make mistakes. Yeah. So I get that kind of comparison. Perspective. Yeah, yeah. So. Yep. That's my pros and cons. Our pros and cons. So that was our top three. So the top three cons, perks, the advantage and disadvantages of travel. So top three is. In no particular order, it's sometimes it gets lonely. Safety. And then your safety sometimes is... I don't know. know. Safety. Safety issues. There are safety issues. Like, you just have to Mm -hmm. be careful where you go. And then the cost. It can be quite costly to travel alone by yourself. So you need to make friends and Just do your research where you can get your... Where it can get cheaper stuff. There's always a cheaper option. But if you're not willing to go cheap, then yaman mo eh. May No, save up before you travel. That's not a smart way of traveling because you don't want to be When you come back and just feel bad. Oh, yeah. I traveled. It's, it doesn't feel good. Oh, yeah, no. yeah. Nope. No. Okay. Pros. It's um, meeting new people. Um, you get to be present. And growth. And stories. The stories yeah. and growth. Okay. Yeah. So, if there's one thing from this um, oh, no. material. Um, 40. Oh, I haven't started my timer. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> um, oh, I love him. So, f- for the past 40 minutes, if you could just wrap it up in one line or in just a couple sentences, what is it that you would tell the person listening? To do one thing or go someplace that isn't touristy, it's always, always good to go out of your comfort zone or go discover someplace else that no one else would do. Because that's when you you see more of like more of the culture more you get to know more of the community like my grandmother loves to tell me that you have to be with the people to learn about them like you actually have to do what they do what they eat how they how do you classify a place if it's touristy or non-touristy it's just if there are if there's not a lot of people if there's if you see the locals, for example, one restaurant and you, or, or a cafe, and you just see locals in there. Yeah. 
you just yeah just take just the try time to, to research live, a yeah. place like that it doesn't need to be like necessarily need to be a hidden yeah street or whatever yeah, it's just, it could be it. like a super local restaurant that has no english menu yeah that it would be interesting it's something like a story to tell the others oh i tried this restaurant i couldn't understand the friggin True. menu but i had a good there's a just great a time. quick story about it because <laughs> my last evening in nepal i was with a group so there were six of us and then we went to this place that one of the women i'm with she just found it out um, through a blog mm-hmm. and then so we went and then there's no english version of the menu oh no there's the guy of course we're the only foreigners in that place it's just a little bit like a street across tamil but it's not in tamil so all that and we only said okay three chicken two <laughs> buff <laughs> One momo. Anything that I can digest. <laughs> <laughs> Just the best ones. Yeah. So we said that, that's, that's all we said to the manager. I think he's the manager. And then he gave us the best options and this is i think where also the trust comes in yeah because you just leave it up to the people to the local to give you what they have as the best mm-hmm. menu for them so yeah it's good I experience lo- oh my gosh i miss the food. i love it um so what about you my shareable insight is be smart when choosing when to play smart mm-hmm. so as you said like there are times when it's okay to be bobo. Okay, lang maging bobo minsan. Yeah, and be genuinely bobo and be. And it's be not curious. A bobo, yeah. It's not yeah. bobo. It's just it's, it's you're, you're just curious. you just don't know and you're curious. You don't have it's yeah. okay. Yeah, and then there are also times when you actually have to pretend that you know, like um when oh, you're in yes. a shady place and then you look like you don't know where you're going, mm. but then everything just looks shady, and then someone comes up to you and asks, "Hey." Where are you where are you going? Yeah. I know I'm meeting a friend. That's what mm. I would say. If and I'm in a place if I'm talking to someone I'm not confident to talk mm. to. Like I don't feel the trust, you know. I'd make up something like that. But most of the time, a lot of the ta- a lot of times I just go, Oh really? Oh I can I try like, you know, genuinely yeah. curious. Mm. So be smart when to play smart. Mm-hmm. That, that's a good way of putting it. Yep. That's it. Okay, but let's talk about something relevant this week. Something so. fun, something new for this week. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I didn't really do much this week except for design week. Um, but this is from this is a book that I have been reading for the past two weeks now. It's called Everything That Remains by the Minimalists, mm. but it's Justin, Justin, Joshua, Joshua Field Milburn's story, and then it's funny because his partner Ryan Nicodemus is just in the footnotes. You just see him. Ah, really? Yeah, yeah it's you just, just see him there, yeah. and then he has some super funny inserts, anecdotes. Right? Yeah, yeah. So it's basically about him being super successful, approaching his thirties, mm-hmm. and then his mom died, and then it, within the same month. His, I don't know how many years, but it's like nine or ten years, eight years. Mm. Marriage ended. Oh shit! And then the process of him discovering minimalism. Mm. It's it's super good. I'm almost done with it. Mm. I think I'm gonna be done tonight. So it's 
everything remains the same. Everything that remains. Everything that remains. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's why so it was called like, that way. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call myself a minimalist, but it's good to apply some of the principles or the mentality mm-hmm. of it in mm-hmm. in some situations. Yeah. And it's it's not just um getting rid of everything it's not it's not having a nice house with white walls and nice furniture with no clutters it's not just that there's so much more into minimalism that i've learned it's a journey for me that i'm just researching everything i can i'm reading all the blogs that i can about it and trying to see i think it's slow living in general for me now Mm-hmm. I want to practice. I think it's it would be interesting for our viewers, yeah. viewers, viewers, listeners, for uh, like to update us how your living with less journey would be. And I think it would. Al- it's also interesting for them if they want to check out the minimalist. Then yeah, it's the minimalists. Dot. So they have a book. They have a blog, podcast, show notes. Yeah, we'll add notes. it in our show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that super professional show notes. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna. I'm gonna see if I could add it if we have show notes. How about you? What's your one thing to share this week? Oh, my one thing to share this week. So okay, quick um, story about it. I've been trying to learn another language, which is Fun. Arabic. But in return, my friend asked me to teach him some something. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to teach you art then. So I was I started teaching him. We started having his art classes. And it's super interesting for me to see what I learn through the eyes of someone else. Does that Wait, make sense? So give me context. What exactly are you teaching him? So I'm teaching him the basics of art first and foremost. Like, Art, art, art. Like the elements yeah, and principles and of whatever. art oh and gosh. how to look Prof, at a painting. Prof no, it, I, Prof I'm, I'm literally just trying to figure out how, how to teach the class as I go along. Mm. But um, um, his feedback with me was, was, was good because I get to see what I've learned through his eyes, if that makes sense. So for me, it's try, try to do something Try to share what you know with someone else and see how they take it and see how you can learn from each other. So I think that's my learning this week. Mm-hmm. I will update you more about it when it progresses and how he takes teach me art the classes too. Because oh. <laughs> I'm not... Uh, oh, so there was just a television on the other <laughs> side of the... Uh, We've thing. been to three... <laughs> three setups today because we get we keep getting kicked out or we didn't we didn't book a room so yeah. okay we're excited we're about the, the next proofed room yeah. so we're excited about the next podcast because we'll, we'll finally, finally book a room <laughs> and be on time and yeah. yes okay it's gonna be better for all of you listening yep. so that's, that's it. it thank Thanks you for listening so that wraps up our first podcast. I we hope you learned something from Solo Shaba. I know we kind from of something rambled, from us. But it's yeah. good. We're getting we're trying, we're trying. Mm-hmm. So thank you Where for we listening. Took you to places like Nepal and Shorkam in Singapore. Please follow us on social. Yes. We are at Long Way Home Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Yes. 
See you there. See you. Bye.